Hello and welcome to Peach Pod, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Kyle Hayes and I am your host. And over the last few weeks, we've talked with some experts at the Georgia Budget and Policy Institute about trends in the state budget and some policies to keep an eye on during the current legislative session. But today I wanted to take a step back and talk about how we define Georgia's success. Now, Georgia's success is often defined by its business climate, but GBPI and other advocacy groups in Georgia are pushing forward a different way to measure success that's focused on the success of the state's people. To learn more about that vision, we're joined today by Amanda Hollowell, Director of Strategic Campaigns at the Georgia Budget and Policy Institute. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I've noticed this trend. Success in our state in recent years has really been framed largely around how easy it is to start and grow a business in Georgia to the point where I actually had to double check to see if our motto as a state was number one state to do business or not. You, you hear that so much. What does this frame about Georgia's success leave out? And, and maybe more importantly, who does it leave out? I think it is always fair to tout what you believe as a state that you're good at. So I, I won't ever be negative about saying that you're number one at doing something if you're successful at doing it. What it leaves out is a demographic of small business owners um, that are um, underrepresented by our legislator um, through policies around health, um, economic accessibility, and um, social safety nets, or um, just basic economic feasibility of how you operate a business here in Georgia. Um, that looks like, you know, uh, people of color who are small business owners. That looks like women. Um, that looks like folks who also um, enter entrepreneurship to boast their own personal revenues uh, or to help meet their own ends meet and budgets for their homes. So we can boast small business. We can boast business. But are we really talking about those folks who who are the backbone of Georgia? Um, you know, there are so many households, I believe small business majority quoted, there's about 200,000 small business owners in Georgia. And so we really need to take account of when we say, are we number, we're number one in business? Are we really talking about everyone? Are we really touching everyone as we move policies forward? So in 2018, GBPI established this people powered prosperity agenda that provides, I think, kind of a different perspective on, on the state's success. What is the vision behind people-powered prosperity, and, and what are some of the aspects of that agenda? The main point about people-powered prosperity is the people. So it's really thinking about a proactive policy agenda that puts people first and thinks about how do we make sure that all of Georgians thrive. We do that by looking in different buckets of work, like our thriving families, strong workforce, educated youth, um, as well as healthy communities. But we also have to think about ways to pay for that. And that's in how we develop revenue streams in Georgia that make sure we're serving all of Georgia with our policies and legislations that we pass. And in Georgia, we have a legacy of institutional racism that has created barriers to success for Georgians of color and particularly for Black Georgians. Are there aspects of this agenda that provide support for Georgians of color who've been targeted by racist policies? And why is it important not to lose that framing when championing this agenda? It's a great question. I think one of the things that GBPI has intentionally decided to lean into is talking about policy in the form of race equity and how, and even gender equity. 
and how we enact those policies or change previous policies that are detrimental to um, folks of different cult cultures and races in Georgia. I think about how we talk about our social safety net and developing new messaging uh, that's counter to the welfare queen um, trope that comes with that. I think about looking at policies like TANF and making sure that we're actually raising those cash assistant dollars to answer the need that Georgians are going through in an economic downturn. Um, things like family caps are deeply built into a racist stream, um, structure, and that's where they're rooted from, as well as work requirements. So for us, it's intentionally pinpointing those uh, nuanced, I would say, solutions or, or legislation that seems on um, its face value fine, but really is, is deeply rooted in racism. Um, so y'all done some work to build up public support for the slate of policies that make up this agenda. When you're engaged in communities across the state, what kind of reaction are you getting? Are you seeing support for these ideas in polling? And, and what kind of reaction are you getting when you're working directly with people? We recently done a poll around our People Power Prosperity agenda and found overwhelming support around our policies, specifically around uh, EITC. I think we're above 70% of approval ratings of Georgians who believe that we should have a state income tax credit. They also supported uh, ideas of raising the tobacco tax and looking at how we give out tax credits to these larger corporations. Um, so overall, there's an overwhelming support of these policies agenda. I think for us, it's really educating the community and um, informing our legislators that these are important. These are on the front of minds of Georgians. We need to actually start writing and creating policy that represents that. And can you tell us a little bit more about what a state earned income tax credit is and, and who would benefit from a policy like that? Well, a state earned income, income tax credit is essentially a tax credit for the income that you bring in. We looked at a different amounts of data all over the state um, where we, we estimate about almost a million Georgians, I believe, would benefit from a state income tax credit. Currently, you actually can get this tax credit on the federal level, as well as a child tax credit. This directly impacts folks who are of low income, but are in, we would say, the economic cliff, correct? They work, they make money, but they can't afford, they make too much money to be um, in, I say, the social safety net services, but they make enough money to get by. But an earned income tax credit would actually help them do things like pay for medical bills, look at small expenses like tires or something like that. So we're looking at like a couple hundred dollars to thousands of dollars for families across Georgia. So you and I are speaking on February 5th and the state's legislative session is about to heat up. Are there aspects of this agenda that may see progress in the 2021 legislative session? Is there anything listeners should keep an eye out for? There are a few policies that we're really excited about that are possibly moving uh, through session. So when we look at TANF, we have a possibility in a bill to increase cash assistance to folks. Um, we also have a possibility to look at expanding. Um, we have a structure around um, educated youth and strong workforce. So expanding the scholarship availabilities to folks in those dollars. And then also we have a possibility in a few different bills that do have bipartisan support and establishing an earned income tax credit. Um, these are all long-term goals 
schools. Uh, we're lucky that we're at a new session, you would say. So we can implement and, and write this legislation and fight for the next couple of years to make sure they're implemented. So for our listeners who may want to get involved in supporting an agenda, supporting these policies, how could they do that? So we have a section on our website called Get Involved. Um, I think one of the best things about this is that it's the story that moves it, right? You know, we don't know um, what is going to make it and what's not. But to build that public will through uh, our story collection, our volunteers hosting their own town halls or committee meetings with their state districts, writing letters. So, you know, we do story collection. So you can do that on our Get Involved. We also have um, some call to actions where you can write your state representative and tell them that you want to support an income tax credit. Tell them you want them to look at revenue raisers that support all of Georgia. So we have so many different options that you can get involved here with Georgia Budget and Policy Institute. So the more the wealth, the more the merrier. (laughs) And on this show, part of this is reflected in in my own background. We spend a lot of time talking about policy in particular, but maybe not enough time talking about the kinds of campaigns that help put these policies into place, help demonstrate public support to uh, lawmakers and policymakers in our state. How important are these campaigns in, in securing gains like these? They're extremely important. I think, you know, we live in a two-track strategy here at Georgia Budget and Policy Institute where, yes, we write amazing research products and provide data points that make sense um, and actually tell the real story of Georgia. But without the community voice, without actually hearing from folks that are directly impacted or people who support, it's really just, it, it just doesn't actually translate well. Does that make sense? So for us, it's having those conversations with, with our lawmakers, doing educational training, but also turning around to the people saying, we hear you, we list, we're listening, we found what your pain point was, we can see it here and this is how we can make it better, um, either through regulatory advocacy or legislative advocacy or budget advocacy. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, to talk to us on the podcast today. Before we go, is there anything else you want to touch on about this agenda that we haven't discussed? I, you know, more than anything, we have to move beyond the vote in Georgia. Um, thanks for all those great grassroots organizations who did voter registration and get out the vote. But it's also more important to raise our voice and um, and show our strengths and numbers when we talk and inform our lawmakers about the improvements Georgia can make as a state. All right. Well, Amanda Hollowell, Director of Strategic Campaigns at the Georgia Budget and Policy Institute, we really appreciate you joining the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into Peach Pod. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to Peach Pod on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, take care, y'all.